Welcome to the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast that I created especially for conscious introvert entrepreneurs. And if you desire to grow and quantum scale without the hustle and are ready to discover the missing pieces to effortlessly running a solar line business, then this is for you. And I'm your host, Annalena Fuchs, a human design and energetic alignment coach. And my mission with this podcast is to provide you with a shortcut to your most aligned path to success and financial freedom using a powerful combination of human design, science, and spirituality. And I myself have shifted from working nine to five to now enjoying the freedom of creating things on my own terms. And I want to help you do the same. everybody to another episode of the art of slowing down podcast as always i'm very happy to be with you all it's annalena and today i have the beautiful and amazing tanmayo lawson with me and she is an integral part of the gene keys team she's also in the production team she has also been co-creating the gene keys guides program that i had the honor to take i learned so much from you it was beautiful and she's also one of the team leads next to Elijah that has already been on the podcast a couple of weeks ago for the upcoming Venus sequence. And I'm just so happy and honored that you're here. Thank you so much. It's lovely to be here with you. A nice way to spend some moments in this life. Thank you. Yes, especially I'm in Florida, you're in Australia. And it's like we're in one room almost, right? <laughs> it's fabulous. And also the fact that where where our roots are elsewhere too you know that's always a nice thing we i mean in the old days it would have been said we live in the new world <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so yeah so beautiful um and so i have the honor today to have a beautiful deep conversation with you um about really the dimensions of love mm. and i actually want you to just share you know it, like what what are the dimensions of love why is this so important right now to talk about you know I think that um this is just a term I use when we were talking and I feel that love has so many dimensions and we don't give ourselves time to explore what they are so there is a place in me where you know we've we've fallen in many of us to these concepts of love and relating and relationships are very often conditioned. I love you if. Oh yeah. You know, I love you if, I love you when, mm. or I love you because, and all of these things are useful, but what if there are deeper, more beautiful, explorations and experiences that would fill our cells and open our hearts more and more to what love truly is and all of its flavors and nuances you know so even in in gene keys you know we, we, there are there are four love keys that i know are very familiar for all the human design people out there too so that you know there's these keys that are inviting us to explore personal love or 
the love of a humanity or the love of the planet or a universal love. And somehow it all gets lumped into this box. And as you know, we are about to embark on a six-month retreat called the Venus Sequence, yes. which is a retreat that you live in your lives with it, you know, day by day, exploring one of the spheres of your own Venus Sequence. And for me, there's no better time, I feel, to explore why Venus and why now? And what are these blocks or wounds that sit in front of our hearts? Places where we're so easily triggered or defended or feel rejected or not worthy. Mm -hmm. What are we really here for? You know, that's one of the questions that, that I ask. Yeah, I love that. I love, I love <laughs> saying I love it. Um, and I would love to hear from you, actually, like why in this time that we are right now, right? Why is this work of the Venus sequence? And what is the Venus sequence even, right? And why is it so much of essence? For me, you know, Gene Keys offers a great book as, and it's a map and you get your own personal profile as a compass. Mm -hmm. And as you enter something that we call the golden path, there are all of these places along the golden path for you to explore your life work, your evolution, your radiance and your purpose. And that's the first sequence, that activation sequence. And it speaks very much to you. Who are you as a being? What are your gifts and qualities that are often not being lived fully because of the conditioned behavior that's kept you caught in the shadows. But you come to a place of arriving in this core stability of your purpose. What is your real purpose? Not in the world, but what is the quality of essence that you are bringing to the world? You know, so for me, you know, mine is a, something called the 23rd Gene Key. And these 64 jinkies are archetypes so that we are all carrying qualities of various variants of this 64 archetypes. And so the 23rd jinky talks to simplicity and quintessence, but the shadow is complexity. So I can see how often in my life in the past, I would get caught up in the complexity of things, mm -hmm. trying to balance and juggle things that were complex or getting involved in somebody else's complexity, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. rather than allowing myself to be in the natural simplicity of the flow of life. And the 23rd gene key in the I Ching is also called splitting apart. But what it does is it splits through these confusions, these, these netty netties, not this, not that. And it gets to the quintessence, the real essence of what I need for me in a way that allows me to get into the flow in my life. So I, I don't need to say yes to something that doesn't feel right anymore. You know, and it's not so much that I have big no's. I just have a yes to what is right in here for me that guides me. And that's that purpose of the first sequence becomes the base of your emotional journey. The, the, 
well, the emotional body, actually. Venus sequence is a journey through your deep wisdom of your intuitive feelings, but how they've become clouded by the emotionality that we're engaged in on the planet with the melodrama, with the, with the, with the um, and, uh, astral plane, you know, so if you don't know about that, I'm sure you'll explore it. But from first breath and even in womb life, we know now that even as we are growing into these beings and uh, into these growing these bodies in the womb, there is conditioning. The yeah. mother is reacting with the world, with her environment, and the, the growing baby is the nervous system, you know, is already reacting to that environment that it's being rocked in in this amniotic fluid. And then on first breath, not only have you just come through a birth process that may or may not have been pretty traumatic, and for most people, there is some living memory there of suddenly arriving in the world and that intuitive moment that says, for some people, it might be on the level of the being, oh, my God, I really did this again. I've incarnated again. <laughs> Back on the planet one more time, you know, and maybe it's not any of that for others, but the, the you know this little golden baby arrives, and here's the mom, so she does all the things that moms should do, you know, she rocks the baby, she feeds the baby, she changes the baby, the baby's yelling and yelling, and she doesn't know what to do. She's getting stressed now. The baby is in a symbiotic experience. So that stress is now being transferred. There's now a negative merging that is happening for the for the for that child. And then things are going on in the family, and maybe everything's not hunky dory I'm living <laughs> on planet Earth. It really mm -hmm. is. So that little one is picking up all of these things along the way. All the while, probably just seeking to be reunited with that union and that communion that it had before that moment of the birth process mm. and then you know the baby starts to walk and now there's no you know yeah. so the, con the conditioning starts Don't and that goes on. yeah that goes on you know you have to be socialized and we don't know what that means in any family because that depends on what happened in that lineage of parent or that lineage of parent. You know, how strong is it or how easy is it? And sometimes children can get two parents that are vastly different. One that's giving the, you know, uh, this this one and the other. Oh, it's so f And that was also confusing. You know, so there's there's all of this for this child to work out. So we learn as children to compensate our behavior to survive. Yeah, we have we have to. You know, we we essentially we're little people living with these giants. You know, we're in an authoritarian regime. So sometimes, by the time that you know, some children rebel, and some children retire, and we live in cultures that thinks, oh, it's much better to rebel. No, it's just a reaction of the nervous system. Mm -hmm. Some 
it's a fight flight reaction of the nervous system that's also engaging in this environment but all the way from that first breath to 21 along the way whether it's physically emotionally mentally we are being conditioned by our environment by the by the culture our friends our family the music the era we're born in but who am i without that conditioning what did i learn about love what am i still learning what if it's really true that in every tradition in the world there is a core teaching of love it doesn't matter what country you go to so what is this glue of the universe that so many of us feel to be the truth we're constantly heard you should love what you do and do what you love or how often do we compromise ourselves from living into that love so if imagine so for me having talked about the 23rd gene key i talk about just talked about the simplicity and the quintessence. For me, the quintessence is love. Love, freedom, respect, dedication, whatever is right for you. So that's what we carry into the world with us. And we make this journey backwards with Venus as we unpack our IQ and our EQ and our soulful portion and our love point all the way back to to core wounds we travel a path of dharma we look at what is the karma between our attractor field and our iq what does that mean and we've got six months to find out yeah i love that because i mean as you were speaking i kind of went back to my childhood and yeah i definitely what what i remember I always had a lot of fears and anxiety as a child and I didn't really know what love was to be honest because mm-hmm. my mother had I mean all my parents had their own things you know and I my biggest thing so what I learned as a child that if I spoke my truth which sometimes people didn't want to hear I was rejected and I wasn't talked to anymore and so I then became very submissive. I suppressed my truth a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, you're losing yourself in that. And, you know, and it's not safe to be who you are, right? Um, And I I mean, for all of us in in some way or form. And then, yeah, I had no idea when I was 21 and what love is, what I'm meant to be doing in this world felt lost. Kind of like, chasing this like well now I gotta get a job and be successful I think I was actually just starting university at the time um yeah and and yeah and we suppress our emotions right and yes and even if even if you're a rebel very often the rebel is react is reacting and defended mm-hmm. very often it's that roughy toughy rebel that might have the most tender heart and Mm -hmm. is defending it in that way. So there's still repression and suppression. It Mm -hmm. doesn't matter which direction we move in until we liberate ourselves from these patterns. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, we're going to look at mom and dad at some point. 
Mm. And and that's valuable in the family of origin. But it's good to remember this is an evolution of consciousness. They were conditioned. Their grandparents were conditioned. Yeah. We're growing into these sacred humans that can be landed here and embodied on the planet. And we have access to things now that our parents didn't have the same ready access. Yeah. How I feel, you know? I, I no, I, I agree with you. I've been saying this. So I say this a lot that it's like, you know, we are living in a very fortunate time. Like we have these tools like human design and the gene keys and this like this yes. truth. I mean, I mean, 10 or 20 years ago, the jinkies weren't in existence, right? Yeah. Like Richard Rudd hadn't yeah. channeled it for us. And it's it's a it's a gift, such a gift. Well, that's that's the thing. And I feel like, you know, authority was all outer. You had to listen to that outer authority. That's, I don't know. I mean, different people of parents of different ages and I can be lots of people's grandparents they maybe even that's listening here but so we've come through these cycles of change mm -hmm. and some of us got on the bus pretty early in our lives and realized something's going on here that's something's not right I need to start to understand what on earth is this game about here on planet earth because it just didn't make any sense to me so it it, it brought the seeker in me alive at an early age because you know I would watch someone saying something and I would see what was on their face feel what was in my body and hear their words and there was no alignment and so I, I thought this is crazy people actually don't don't talk what they're really feeling mm -hmm. and then I discovered okay actually most people don't talk their feelings at all yeah. they, they, they they think their feelings and here, I feel that we're really in a very potent time of transformation as a collective field of humanity, which includes our planet's evolving structures. And I, and when I when I'm in tune with that, I really notice that place in me that says, "What am I really here for in this time of transformation? If it's not to remember who I am." Before I'm somebody's daughter, mother, sister, friend, lover, teacher, whatever the hat is, hmm. who am I? These are all roles in my life. But who is, who is aware of the roles? So that coming back to me in this in this sacred way gives me this this clarity of why Venus and why now to come back to Venus is this, this truth. For me, truth and love and freedom are kind of like this. You, I, I, I'm not able to have one without the other. Yeah, yeah. They bring me into soulful alignment. And what I was experiencing in my young life was this split of mental, emotional, physical, or all kinds of things. And I thought, well, that must exist in me. But there was an awareness that came. And I feel, you know, generally we go away to a retreat and we stay for, you know, whatever. We might stay three days or two days yeah. or a week or a month. or. But this is, and you take some of it home with you. But the greatest 
community ashram awakening in the world comes from all of our daily experiences, from your family, you know, from your friends, from people that you interact with in your life. Life is constantly offering the opportunity to 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 transform. Yeah. So we're taking our behavioral patterns into the world with us with awareness. We're noticing how our tone changes when we talk to certain people. We're noticing if we're just as kind to that person as we were, were to that person. We're noticing when we just want to tell somebody to go take a, you know, take a long run off a short pier because they've pissed us off so mightily <laughs> that we don't want to even think about anything other than that right now. And that's okay too. But you start to notice how easily you judge yourself or how you're looking for something that's not here in the moment. Mm. And Venus teaches us to walk our path in a way that keeps opening to the purity of the gift and the essence that exists in those spheres of consciousness that we call the gene keys, these 64 archetypes with a relationship to the I Ching and also to human design. Yeah, yeah. You start to open them up so that they start to blossom in us. And this attractor field tells such a story for us of all the things that, you know, we were talking about before about manifesting, you know, mm-hmm. we all have to manifest this and manifest that and then feel like a total failure if we don't do it in the next five minutes as if we, yeah. you know, we, we then, did, didn't get the Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get the darn. I didn't manage to get them. And then you look and you see, actually, I I have no juice whatsoever to be focused on that. But, you know, there was a time in my life when I was going to all of these things about manifestation and law of attraction and the giant within and the rah-rah workshops and, you know, think and be rich. And I was just like, I don't know what this is about, but I seem to be failing at it miserably. All the while growing my own business, all the while ending up teaching in nine different countries before I ever heard of Richard Rudd, Mm. you know, because my love brought me there. My passion for life, for what what I'm here for brought me there. Not a thinking head that was conditioned to say oh but you know you need to be and it's just because I misunderstood it you Mm. know I I misunderstood some aspect you know of, of, of what that really means to for me love is the manifesting quality if I'm if I'm in love with a program or a process or a trip or if I'm committed which is another one of the archetypes and jinkies you know the universe surrenders to you and responds to you as you surrender. Yeah. The more, the more I love, the more my life unfolds in the way of consciousness that I'm dedicated to. Yeah. No, I love this because in in the human design terminology, I always say like, do what lights you up. But in essence. What I mean now that I hear you talk is like you really got to do what you really love. And I I can so see this in my own life. When I do something that I love, like time doesn't exist. It doesn't feel like work. 
things working out magically. I'm in flow and synchronicity and I don't have to think about what I want to manifest. And I have to share with you those things didn't work for me either because I really feel that we are buying into somebody else's dreams or we, we take on. And, and I have to say like human design and jinkies gave me a lot of awareness about that, how we can take on other people's ideas and other people's identities and all of this. Right. So, but with, this what I love with the Venus sequence it's all about opening our hearts so we can love more freely just because right because love is the answer to everything I think that's what everybody's really teaching right that's what all the um philosophers and everybody wants to it's like listen to your heart right that's what everybody really says in essence but if that's blocked if if there's this shield around it from the conditioning how can we really love, right? Because we 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 can really access that, and that's it's within us. Yeah, and it's like it's all of what you've just said. We we we've had we were taught to rely on logic. Hmm. Oh, you're not thinking straight. Get <laughs> your get your head right. You know, be if you weren't logical. You know, there there had to be some kind of specific intellect which we know is not intelligence intellect is not intelligence i can do lots of rote learning but that is not intelligence intelligence is a whole body experience intelligence is a unified being that's open to whatever spirit is for you you can call it soul or the quantum field but coming through from that dimension of the unseen that information field that fills my being and that allows me clear perception and intuition and instinctive awareness. These are natural qualities that we've been cut off from. Hmm. Because if you just think perception, instinct and intuition, what are they? We're talking about extrasensory perceptions here also. You know, our five senses are not limited to this idea of what they are. As we love and blossom and ourselves fill with qualities of essence, so it expands out into our field. So we become more aware of what nature and the environment and the synchronicities that are right in front of us and the messages that they're bringing to show us you're on track or you you have that thought and you meet the very next person is exactly who you need. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, I have, so my purpose is the two. Um, yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> and I'm a very flowy person. So I, I feel like in this, I'm swimming in this field of synchronicity. And I, I have to say, I have been feeling this a lot in the last few years and it's getting better. And every time I get back into my mind, it, it cuts it off. And then the fear comes up and the anxiety, right? Because we're not in the field of trust. But it's like my whole day flows. Everything flows. Like even with this podcast here, like I don't plan a thing. And I'm, I'm maybe very extreme in the flow compared to other people. But it just works out magically. It's easy. It's effortless. You know, yeah, you still get out of your comfort zone here and there and have new experiences. But 
That is so magical. And, and I have like, because you were talking about manifestation, I would like to share something that I have been kind of seeing over the years now. And I think what you're saying kind of confirms it. So can I, can I share with you? Please. So just like you, like I said, I, I, this whole law of attraction and yeah, focus on what you want, which often comes from conditioning, right? We think we want, right? And like, I was like, something is off here. And then I came to the realization that when we set these goals, right? Like I want to have the Ferrari or I want to make X amount of money and these kind of things, right? All these goals, even if it's a house or a partnership, whatever, it, it's all on base what we know, right? Because what we can think of is something that we know. So it's all based on the past. And, and then I learned from quantum physics and stuff that the field of the known it's like, I think it's one divided by 2 million percent or something. So it's like, you can't even see it. It's so small. And then the field of possibilities and the unknown is 99.99999% right? That gave me freedom because I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to stop forcing it. That's why am I, if we put all our effort into a millionth or two millionth of a percent like that is the most inefficient we can ever be and i'm german right we're all about efficient (laughs) (laughs) so and like but i can allow myself by what you were describing it's when we allow the synchronicities the intuition to come flow through us more from a place of curiosity and allowing our dharma like let life show us let life unfold what is in our soul curriculum i don't know right I find out every single day and it's going to be different it's not this person's five-step process that is super irrelevant for myself and you know and especially in the coaching space i think that's honestly the most conditioned space out there i have to say it, <laughs> have to say it. um and i come from this coaching space and i'm I'm shifting so much there because there's so much stuff that I just don't agree with anymore. And the more I like manifestation is actually effortless when we can just allow it. Right. And, and I guess that has a lot to do with my two purpose because it's the most feminine energy. It's all about receiving, right. And, and allowing it to unfold. But isn't this really beautiful, you know, so, for me, this is about alignment also. Mm. And I think, I mean, look, seven steps or five steps of anything. I mean, if that's for you and it gets you in the door to ask a deeper question, then we all start wherever we started. But if you think it's a solution for your life, you know, well, maybe it is because that's your soul journey, but it's never been a solution for my life. Mm. So when you look when you look at the difference between coming into wholeness as a purpose, imagine that that is a purpose, not I have to make a million dollars or ten billion dollars or have twenty five sports cars in my garage or, you know, I mean, for me, it's come to a point in my life where that would just be a distraction. 
or I'd be happy. Look, if you know, if I win forty four forty four hundred and fifty million dollars or something tomorrow, um, I could have a few cars and somebody else will drive them and get fun out of them, and that's fine. But <laughs> it's not going to light me up like a Christmas tree. Yeah. What lights me up is different things, and and it's coming to see what is your motivation for whatever that is that you really yeah. long for and do you want it need it or is it a deep soulful longing mm. you know or does it come from a want because you don't feel like you have enough right now yeah it's so often right it's, it comes from just scarcity because we 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 think that once i have it i will feel complete or i will feel whole and then it lasts for five seconds when you have the Gucci bag and then, okay, yes. what's next, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, I, and I think have all the Gucci bags you want, you know, all the fantastic designer everythings. And the question is, are you fulfilled or are you just waiting for the next one? You know, how many cars, relationships, fantastic holidays, new pieces of jewelry, you know, for me, it came to a stage in life where I thought, I if this is life, I'm out of here. This has got to be the most boring thing I could ever have chosen to experience. Mm -hmm. Because somewhere inside, there was a deeper longing. What am I doing here? Mm -hmm. You know, so it had been there since I was very small. But, you know, I grew up, teenager, got married, you know, have a beautiful son, did all that things. But this thread was constantly there until one day it was like throwing off shackles, actually, in 1987, when during the during August and the great big harmonic convergence, it was just like this clarion call of first waivers. Wake up, you guys, you're needed, you know. And then that's when wasn't that when Ra the supernova? Yeah, that's also when Ra got the information. So a lot of us around the planet, our little lamps, you mm -hmm. know, went off like sparklers and went, Whoa, there's stuff to do. Wow. You know, yeah. so so people so so people that have been around a long time, you know, a bit longer than you know, for me. I'm constantly hearing things about the next generations and the next generations. And I am going to stand for my generation here to say, we worked our asses off to break down the doors of density. Mm -hmm. We put ourselves through deep processes and encounter programs and, and traveled through here and there and everywhere and did all kinds of counseling and this and that and we did our breath work and those days it was Leonard Orr rather than whoever you know we did all those things and that's the point is we're doing this now not for ourselves yes of course for yourself because why not enjoy your life with a living freedom rather than a conditioned mediocrity. Yeah. It's it's for those who are coming after also, which also may well also be us at some point. We need to remember that. Uh, yeah, we reincarnate, right? So yeah. Yeah. it's like these streams of consciousness, when they're not finished, whatever that is, you know, they re-enter the field and that soul stars that we are, 
Hmm. take on the journey once more to see what's there to do and for me it's like I want to do as much as I can in this life you know for me that's a mission and a purpose that's what and I, that's what I attract into my life is is people that, that that I align with and invitations that come and hmm where I can rest at night and feel well in me. Yeah, and we really where we feel the sense of fulfillment, right? And that can only be within yeah. ourselves. And and really like the more and that's what I love about the Venus, right? Because we live in, in the society we always the main focus is on materialistic stuff still where we're at, right? And and that's actually the opposite, I think, of simplicity, right? I I I can even feel like I feel my body gets at unease when there's too much stuff in my environment. And I have this like, I need to clean out, I need to let go, I need to declutter. And oh my gosh. And I, I think I usually have this here. Simplicity is luxury. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. So um, and it's funny, the last Jinkies cards, we have a card deck from Rosie, right? I love um, her. And the, we have um a group program and the last week or this week actually last week was it we we pulled a card and I think it was the 23 so I was very when uh-huh. you were I loved it it was it's like ah oh, it gives me this relaxation that my 40 needs right the... yeah <laughs> so yeah and and by us really opening our hearts that's only how we can create true yeah alignment fulfillment prosperity whatever that means for us because just like you and of course and some people it's the most aligned for them to like you say to have a ferrari and have i mean these are beautiful pieces and they're having a purpose for somebody in somewhere and it's some people lights them up but for others it's irrelevant it's like and and the thing is you can have 10 supercars Mm. and enjoy every single one and maybe that's all that's needed for your incarnation here because I don't know what your soul needs but you can also come back to yourself and check in have you created a situation where your stuff owns you where you're so identified with it now that if it if it went away how are you going to stand strong in yourself yeah. You know, it's more about enjoy all the things that life has to offer, mm. but remember who you are amidst it. And we have seen in the last years here, even through COVID in particular, look at how many people around the world that were in amazing positions, uh, professions, and suddenly they had no profession, they had no job. Mm. you know man people that never imagined that would happen that would ever happen to them you know so where is the identification with the status quo you know where is it how easily we get identified with our belongings or the status we have to drive the right car or live in the right neighborhood or have the right zip code yeah to have to be seen in some way what if I can just see you? I don't need to know where you live or what your zip code is or what kind of car you drive. Yeah, and, and that's really what an open heart does, right? And when we come really from a place of love. And I mean, it's 
And I have to say, it, it's challenging for many, I think, because especially, I mean, we connect mostly online, right? And especially social media, it's all, I, I believe anytime where we even have to share, when people share how much money they make, it, it comes from ego, always, mm -hmm. right? Because why, why? Why does it matter? What, what, for what for, right? And yeah. it, it creates so much uh, then for other people, like the ripple effect this has, right? Because people see this and then they, they feel inferior or it, it creates the gap, right? And the judgment and everything. So why don't we share more about, yeah, being really happy and fulfilled and share more joy and actually love. Yeah. And when when you when we meet each other and you know we say how are you is it just a passing or do you really want to know how that person is today? So this is funny you mentioned this because I, I live here in America, right? And I I joke about it sometimes. It's just a cliche here for the most part. People are like how are you? How are you? and then people say back how are you? And like if I were gonna say like I'm not feeling well today, they they wouldn't know what to do with it or like because. It's not really, for the most part, people are not generally interested in how you are. You know, like you can really feel it. And and it's not that they are, it's fall. It, it's almost like on autopilot that people are like, oh, how, how are you? It's like saying hi <laughs> here. But we are on autopilot a lot of the time. I think that's, the, that, that's another reason for the pause. Mm -hmm. You know, that moment when you're stressed or triggered or feeling rejected you can or just overwhelmed by life and family and what's needed for you or or even lonely because there is none of that around you hmm. that's the moment where we need to pause and take that breath and go hang on a minute let me just be here right now the one thing that is always in present time is my body let me come back to my body and often we don't want to come back to our bodies because we have experienced so much discomfort in them the contractions from different situations that have not been resolved live in our nervous system yeah so we, we breathe up here instead of breathing into the cauldron of our bellies mm. where we spot the thing is the more you take in that breath the more it starts to move and dispel some of those contractions that are in there. And it doesn't mean to say that you have to live again through every trauma that you ever had. It's more like if it comes up for you and it moves, then it's 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 simply there. We are a contemplative community. Mm -hmm. So when you enter the gates of contemplation, it's about whatever you find in one way as a guest. And there's a beautiful roomy piece of poetry the guest house welcome them all at the door you know even if they be a crowd of sorrows have come to sweep your house clean mm. they're there as te our teachers are our reactions there are responses that are triggers our defenses our judgments our fears our guilt and shame are all teachers but when have we ever had enough time to actually look at them? Yeah. So you go to a retreat once a year and you look at it and the rest of the year you contemplate what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But what if you give yourself 
six months. And it's only, you know, there's only really something once a week. You, you, could, ded you could dedicate two hours a week to it, even if you want. Mm -hmm. And you would just be aware of, of what you've heard from all of these amazing hosts. And um, we have all these ambassador guides who are hosting with us. And in our Q&A sessions every two weeks, we have something called Dancing with the Transmission, you know, which dives into that sphere that we're all contemplating together in this big collective field and bringing our voice to our experience, which is, you know, it's your voice is a weaving of the tapestry of life. Hmm. It's your brand. You know, how do you come into people say, oh, I have to figure out my branding as if it's something outside of them. It's like, <laughs> okay, well, let's come back here and breathe. And let's see. And, and of course, you know, we talked, we're in the Venus sequence right now that we're about to start. But the Pearl sequence, which is more the mental plane, the mental body, is all focused on prosperity and what you bring to the world. But you bring to the world what you've cleared out. Yeah. And, and the, the Venus comes before the pearl, right? Yes, the Venus comes before because we need to open ourselves to our higher wisdom and to be willing to feel. Yeah. And I feel like it's, yeah, you can dive into the pearl without the Venus, but yeah. it's not that solid of a foundation. The, I think you, the more you have the more pure and most fulfilled foundation and most sustainable, the deeper you go. And I just want to kind of share a little bit. So basically the Venus sequence retreat is we are going together as a collective on a contemplative journey, right? So every month, so you have one full month to contemplate one of your gene keys. And it's this by six months, the Venus has six gene keys, yeah. which mm -hmm. in human design is one of the gates. Because there's, I have experienced this myself now, there's so much depth in each jinky or each gate. It's incredible. And every single time, and I love to listen to Richard's audios. It's just that it's just pure bliss for me. <laughs> and every time I, I take another little nugget and I have the the little like, and I pause and I have the little epiphany that comes through, right? And it's just... Oh my gosh, it's it's so beautiful. And I really believe so this this whole like this is in for me the the gene keys with the art of contemplation is the most natural healing we can experience. Because I feel like so much again in the coaching space is forced and like let's do another clearing and let's do another clearing, but like <laughs> we cannot fight no. against nature. And and it often messes people up, I feel like, because it's 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 tried to force it. We cannot force a quantum leap. A quantum leap happens when it's meant to. It's like the flower in the ground, right? It's in the darkness, the seed, and one morning, boom, it comes out really fast. Because it was patient and it slowed down. Yeah, I mean, it's you, you I mean, I think it's really good for people to realize that, you know it's not so much about getting rid of our conditioning. Mm. It's about seeing that much of it, anything that is conditioned has a contraction or a trauma or a stress pattern inherent in it. Mm. And it's clearing that. But this is the structure that your house was built on. 
Yeah. You know, through those first many years of our lives, we we do what we can to belong in certain situations and circumstances. You know, it's not easy for us to stand exactly as we are, being completely open, honest, and vulnerable in any moment, in any situation. Mm. Because in our living memory, we don't feel safe. Because in our living memory, which is transgenerational memory, it may not be conscious memory. In that transgenerational memory are thousands of years of persecution. It doesn't matter what kind of body you're in right now. Yeah. So it needs all of our lives. You know, your your life, it's life work. It's not a weekend workshop. Yeah. It's what am, I, what am I taking into my life? What what remembrance is being asked of me? How am I deeply listening to the guidance within? What is the resourcefulness that is my natural gift? You know, how does, how, what is sacrifice if it's not self-sacrifice? How is, how is my codependent behavior mm. getting me in trouble today? How do I move? from codependence to independence and then not grasp my independence like some anchor that doesn't allow me interdependence you know the journey is a is a long and very fulfilling one as as far as i can see and with many challenges along the way but as a contemplative community we we provide tools, you know, to pause and breathe, to ask everyone's gentleness and patience with themselves and each other so that we can move through this in a way that starts to dissolve some of these conditions that, evol that have evolved along with us in the shadow world, mm -hmm. but to see that every shadow holds a gift. Yeah. And even when I think about complexity as a shadow, I have come to understand complex things and make them simple. Yeah, it, it, yeah. without the complexity, there's no simplicity, right? Yeah. Versa, so, yeah. so it's like, well, and, and sometimes I can be so simple that it's, it's not a gift. You know, <laughs> every gift is a shadow, you know, that, there can be, so I can go, oh, look, it's fine. It's really simple. And in my simplicity, I forgot that actually the ferry left 30 minutes ago, you know, that kind of thing, you know. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's to, it's just to give ourselves to ourselves. So every week we have, you know, introduction to the sphere. We have our guest host with Elijah and I giving their beautiful um well, the, the essence of what that sphere has been for them and how it's changed all of their lives. And these are people that all, you know, they work with the jinkies, they're coaches, they're they're womb shamans, they're entrepreneurs, they're all kinds of people are coming as our guests. So we have that richness to offer the field. And then every and then every second week we have community calls where we all get together and we share what's happening for us in our contemplations mm -hmm. and breakout groups. So there's maybe like five people 
in a breakout room, people that you may never have met before. Mm. And you might be thinking, oh, I don't want to share with people I've never met before. But actually, they're all on the same journey as you. So from all around the world, we have people saying, I'm ready to give this to me now. Mm. So that I want I want to weave this knowing of me on a deeper level into my life. I want to be open to the potentials that this living language is yeah. to to allow it to emanate and flow through me. You know, so then, so we have two of those, like, so two of the weeks are taken out of those. We have um, beautiful meditations from Richard, and there's three of them that I recorded with him. And when he and I did Venus in 2020, mm-hmm. um, so there's a, there's rich resources. And then, you know, so you have your sphere, but then there's the paths. So the movement from purpose to a tractor field to know your own specific key that's in your attractor field and how it relates to the I Ching and your DNA. I mean, hello, isn't that a code I'd want to know? So you travel that path of Dharma, you know, and then you move from, from attractor to IQ. So those years of when you were around 21 and what is in your IQ? How, how did you, how is, are you really operating from there or from the shadow? And then we move along a different path into the EQ to see what was formulating between 8 and 14 and what formulated between 14 and 21. You know, on these paths have something called an Eden loop, which I won't go into, but it shows us beautifully how easy it is that we trigger each other. And triggers only come from belief systems i was i was given a certain quality of you know and quantity maybe even more than quality of beliefs as i as i became this being sitting here right now and sometimes something bumps up against that belief and i get triggered but what am i really defending am i noticing oh wow i'm triggered what is that what sacred value am i hanging on to that's been pricked right now and is it true is it really real Mm. we need to take that pause to see where am i now and then (coughs) sorry it moves from there from that so we go purpose attractor iq eq and then into sq which is like your love point your spiritual quotient Mm. but very much relates to your love point it relates also to, you know, from there we go back to the the vocation, which is actually the core wound. So your core wound is your greatest talent. It's where you're most wounded. And it's also what you bring in to your vocation is this great gift and awareness and essential state. This particular dimension of love is what you're bringing in through there. But here in the SQ, we're dealing with the first seven years of life, you know, where this child maybe starts to lose touch with the magic. So we're opening the gate to reclaim that golden path, you know, that 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 takes us on the rainbow bridge all the way back to this core wound that's 
been traveling with us through time and came in with us. And yet we are the ones here who have the possibility and the pure potential to actually do this healing for ourselves and many others. I love that. And in case if anybody that's listening doesn't understand all of this, like I can tell you, like if you feel the pull right now to join the Venus sequence, I really invite you. It's, I really believe it's one of the most life transforming journeys you can ever go on. And also in particular, because it's, it is six months. It's really, it requires a commitment to yourself, right? And to really have the courage to look deep within yourself and really open up your heart and set a strong foundation I mean, for everything in life, not only for yourself also. I mean, this is a, for the collective, right? This, this, I think doing this work really in essence is being of service as well, right? How we can, I think I can make the biggest contribution by really tapping into the love that connects us all, right? The oneness. Yeah, and I feel like, I mean, we get so much feedback, especially from parents, that they have totally new relationships with their children. Mm. And these these were loving parents before they came into the retreat. Yeah. You know, so there is always there is always more. But but even though it's a six month journey, you know, as I say, it can be two hours a week. And in the last retreats, you know, we all get messages that says, oh, I haven't done anything for two months. I'm so behind now. I'll come next time. And we say, come now. You're not behind. It's your life. Yeah. It's your journey. If you missed something, it will. it's all recorded. You can go back and listen. Maybe that piece, you didn't need that piece this week or this month, but you need it now. So you can't miss anything. You can be as committed as you need to be. But obviously, you know, when you're committed, there is a totality of life that, you know, the, the, we are more supported. Yeah. But commitment is in the moment. It's not about I have to commit for six months and attend everything. And there's not many people that do that. And there's a huge group of people that do that. But, you know, life, you know, you have weddings or kids off school or whatever it is that you're away you're away and so you enjoy it and you come back to it but it's always going to be there and available for you and the the venus sequence retreat that richard and i hosted all of our recordings are also available so yeah. you have your, your own venus sequence journey we have all the recordings from the last retreat and then Elijah and I have we have modeled it in a different way this time because we feel we don't need to um, rebuild the wheel. There's so much richness there already that we can just give more time to the community. Yeah, yeah I can I cannot wait myself to have access. And um, so in case anybody, because the Venus sequence is available right on the Jinkies website as a self-study. Yeah, so if, you have, if you have purchased this already. It's just a little, I think it's a hundred dollar extra. It's honestly, this, this retreat is of investment. It's a gift. You receive it or not. I mean, this is honestly, I feel like you guys are so generous. It's just incredible. Um, so yeah, so, so you can just, yeah, I think 
or you yeah, buy if you already have if you already have a Venus sequence, then you just pay an extra hundred dollars. If you don't have the Venus sequence, I think it's two fifty. Mm -hmm. And I, I please tell me where else you can find the quality of exquisite presentation and information that Richard Rudd provides, along with six months of teachings for that price. And I feel like that is the the kind of commitment and the generosity that is in service to the whole because people are constantly telling us are you guys crazy <laughs> yeah this is yeah, a twelve no. thousand dollar retreat well yeah i mean it it, ha it 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 really that's the value and even if more and, and i have to say like i have invested you know probably things that i still hold resentment for <laughs> And <laughs> exactly. my own wounds and my own journey for for like an eight week program and it was like yeah so it's it's yeah people can say yeah crazy it's it's way under value but um at the same time it really opens up that that people that don't have the financial needs they can make it happen i also i know you guys also have for some people um um if they meet it on the deadline scholarships. some scholarships uh, opportunities and stuff like that um but but again I, I cannot recommend this highly enough and i have taken a lot of courses i've worked with a lot of cultures and the jinkies is what at this point in my life i feel the most drawn to uh, a lot along with human design and I, i'm 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 very yeah. have my own way with human design which probably doesn't agree with what lots of other people are saying about a very feminine approach i guess um but the jinkies are just uh it has given me yeah because i'm i'm all about i mean this podcast is called the art of slowing down right so i'm all about and i used to be always really fast and and i'm a manifesting <laughs> generator in human design right so i can kind of sometimes want to do things too quickly and slowing down and actually going deep into something, uh, that's really the most profound transformation that I've experienced. And it, it teaches us patience. It teaches us really, I mean, the whole six months, because I mean, all these teachings out there, Eckhart Tolle, they all tell us like, be in the present moment and we, we keep distracting ourselves left and right and we are not. And we read it, that doesn't mean we're doing it. So the, the Venus sequence is all about actually embodying that through a community and the fact, yeah and it's through the community and it's that's the beauty that you're being supported week by week if you if you choose you know to to participate as often as you can mm -hmm. you are being supported week by week by others and by teams that are sharing with you that are supporting you that are giving you space to 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 share your breakthroughs and your insights. Because believe me, when we don't talk about what's really going on deeply inside us, we cannot set ourselves free for existence to support us. Yeah. And not only that, when you talk, you release a whole stream of ancestral memory. Yeah. You know, you, you are you're you're not just talking. You, you might think you're just talking about the moment. It's not so important. And it's just eggs and rice. And that's true too. But when you touch the core of your being, when you come to that gift that is held there in your gene key and that archetype, when it opens up to that moment of blossoming in what we call the city, which is its essential state, 
that mm. like life comes and goes until it becomes stable, something changes in you. Yeah, DNA. And of course, we want change, but we fear change. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. The paradox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. It's and we worry. Oh, what if I change too much? And what about my family? What about my business? And what about anything? If you're already in the right place, you will just blossom and put in deeper roots and in the right place. Mm-hmm. And if you're not in the right place, something glorious is before you. Hmm. And so it takes us to that, to that trust. And sometimes it's okay to trust that your distrust. <laughs> it's like, I don't trust it yet. Okay, don't trust it. You're the only one who's having the experience, you know. Yeah. We have to build capacity. We have to build our inner house strongly before we knock down all of those false structures that people keep saying oh let's let's do that and let's do it let's process and let's do more and let's do more and it's coming from here rather than allowing life to provide you with the next piece that wants to unfold you don't I don't know about everybody else but I mean I did it although you know I did it in the 80s I was doing the whole stuff you know, the rebirthing and workshop. I once <laughs> did 34 workshops in a year. And I thought, oh, I do, you know, I was like, so you go at the gate, you know, the, mm. the you know, the, 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 the shadow warriors, you know, they've gone shadow diving and they've got to do everything they can to get rid of those shadows and to beat those shadows and to get rid of all of this stuff that's in their bodies. And yeah. I was vegan for four years and you're not cooking that meat in my pots. You know, <laughs> you know, I did that stuff. So I, I see it. I recognize it when I see others doing it. And at some point you come to realize that that achieving mind, that warrior is the one that has to surrender. Yeah. To lay down his sword or her sword or their sword and keep it for days where it's important to draw it out of its sheath. And it often comes through here. But but yeah. when you allow life itself to be your guide, yeah, all of what is in your life will bring you everything you need. Yeah, and then you relax. You stop being a processing monster, and then you expect other people. I love that a processing monster taking in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then you expect other people to process with you, and then if you pick up anything in their field, you want to poke at them until they find what it is it's like leave them alone yeah they're not you i don't know what their road and purpose is no i have to say i mean the power of just and we both we have the 13 as the conscious son so it's just all about listening and i have started to learn certainly this last year how powerful even for me as a guide or coach however you want to call it right like just listening like they just get the clarity. Or I, when when sometimes I have something, I have a beautiful business partner, and we 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 use Voxer to talk, and I just have this like something that consumes my mind, makes me feel down or whatever. I just talk it out, and that here my clarity arises, and I, I just needed somebody to listen with an open heart, you know. I didn't need I didn't need any advice, so to say. Oh. I mean, if I want, I ask for it, right? So. Yeah, we, we, there is our voice is 
very very powerful and i think sometimes we have become afraid to to say those things and that's what i love about the venus sequence retreat as well it's a very safe and loving space to be vulnerable to share your truth so that you can release what no longer wants to be in your body held right yeah and also this is a big piece of the community calls is nobody's giving advice we we make it very clear right in the beginning please leave all of your hats of advice outside the door and just go in with your listening ears we just need to be received and like you if i want some feedback i'm blessed with people in my life that i can say i just need to uh, you know talk this out or you know and I have friends that are just listening and I just listen to them and we might say what did you hear yeah. you know and, and then we're open to hearing what the other person heard from the sharing and they might have picked up a nuance in there that was you know fearful or vulnerable or still not wanting to acknowledge how painful it is or whatever it is but we don't need advices yeah, no, not really. Like we've had all the interference and advice we need. Mm. But if we ask, that's it, a different it, thing. I think we're so conditioned because of the advice we have received, no? Isn't that yeah. exactly? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do it like this, do it like that. And, you know, and some of us are conditioned to be fixers. Yeah. You know? So, you know, then we're always trying to fix and nobody asked us and we're not broken. Yeah, you know that's that superior mind, or the or or the the very um competent person who is sure that they can help you and show you an easier way, or tell you how to do it, or if you only listen to me, and they don't realize that actually, whichever way they do it is the way they need to do it, mm. and if they fall down, <laughs> you know, make a mess, you will be there going, I do you want a hand up. And maybe then they might ask. Yeah. But we have to have our experiences and be allowed to have them. Yeah, we need to learn exactly. It's our unique journey. I mean, you might say, you might watch a friend go into something and say, Are you really going to do that? And the friend might kind of look at you sideways or growl at you or take a second thought and go and do it anyway, which is exactly what they were going to do. And I will feel better knowing that I've said, you are not really going to do that, are you? And they'll go, yes. And I go, okay. You know, and seven months later, they're going, I remember you asked me that. And we both roared with laughter because you cannot avoid the experience yeah, that's so There's true. There's many times I've been in things that I've gone in the door. I thought this is not going to be what I thought it was, but yeah, the experience is how we grow and learn and see what works and what doesn't work. Mm, that's so true. I love this conversation, and I, I would love to finish up if that's okay with you. Um, of course, you are just your reflections on my my core wound, the forty in the sixth line. You know, I think that, it, that when I was looking at your chart and, you know, I just briefly looked at your chart and I I saw that you have the, you know, the 40 in your, in your uh, core wound, mm -hmm. but you also have your 13 in your, um, well, I'm going to call it your brand and your pearl or yeah. your 13 as your, as your life work. 
you know, and what the, the two things that came to me very clearly was the depth of listening that is needed and discernment for you around holding to your resolve and remembering more than anything that your 40th gift is really about complete physical relaxation. You know, so that that divine will that's in the city, that divine heart, divine, it to me it always speaks to right speech, right words, right deeds. And it goes with that empathy that is deeply there in the 13. And somehow there the union of them together was like the fellowship of man was really absorbing and listening to the will of the divine. Mm. You know, that was an aspect of it in there. And for you to, you know, anywhere where you've got a six line, you're looking at something that is going to take a long time. So I want to bring this back to the attractor field. Mm-hmm. Because when you are living at your zenith, when you find that place of vocation, it's for the rest of your life. It's unfolding. So in 2005, during the transit of Venus, mm-hmm. I was attracted to find where did that energy land? Because I speak frequency first, not language. I thought that energy landed somewhere. I'm writing a program for my own classes. I'm thinking, what was that? It was like this bolt of energy. And now I understand, you know, what was happening with Ra. And at, at that time that, you know, there was like, there's like a loop of that too that happened for me in that um, 2004 Venus transit. And also I found Richard and I went to his first Venus sequence retreat. Mm. Now, I didn't go there for any reason but my own. I wasn't looking for anything. It was so clear, the guidance. Mm. I didn't, I wasn't looking for anything else. I was deeply immersed in Enneagram, actually, and diamond work and loving it in every kind of way. So, you know, for my own journeys and Zen and teaching classes of different nature. But the guidance was really clear. So I went and I was the only person there that didn't know anyone. And everybody said, well, how did you find us? And I said, I followed the energy. And people stopped talking to me mostly in that class, actually, because she's obviously very weird, which <laughs> she is. So I'm grateful for my weirdness. Um, but it was really clear with Richard, this man is seeded. He is seeded with a transmission that we need in the world. We are going to, whatever that is, and it was in its most raw form. You mm. know, there's no book, there's no internet then you know no flashy things that we have now you know there's only this man with one sheet of paper actually or two and three little booklet things that's talking about the I Ching and gene keys and I had to find out about human design because I needed to make charts and I got deeper into the I Ching to find out about lines in the Bhagwan Lines for me are, and lines are what you will become very familiar with in your Venus sequence. They are these 
essential pieces that we flow with from the I Ching itself that magnify the very gene key that we're operating with. Mm. So I knew right then, this this is my work. It's it's maybe his work, but it's also my work. Yeah, very- and, and now you have but 17 years, right, with a gene key. So. Yeah, and 17 years later, you know, I've been in different countries of the world with him. I've led retreats with him. I've co-produced things with him. Mm. Um, you know, that is that's when you are on your right trail. But if somebody had told me that in 2005, I would have thought, what? You know? So we, we're if we're unfolding in the way we need and we can only ever be unfolding in the way we need, mm-hmm. synchronicity is correct in every moment and so is universal law. What we attract is exactly what we need for our soul's evolution in every moment. So if we're not liking it, we need to come back to ourselves and see what is needing healed. Yeah. Mm, it's how we respond. Yeah. How we respond to everything. It's like a life happening for you. A life takes time. Just like, you know, yeah. you look at you. You know, you live in Florida. You do different things than you did when you first went to uni. You never thought you would be running a podcast or doing. No, anything. no. I, I thought I was going to. I mean, my goal was to work at McKinsey and consulting. I studied, yeah, totally different. Uh, somebody would have told me I would be like in spirituality and jinkies yeah. and no idea or like astrology and things like that. So yeah, life life has shown me and it's it's exciting. And I, I love that the jinkies are in my life and I love that the synchronicities mm-hmm. um, made this happen here today, that it let me deeper into the venus sequence myself i really feel like so strong in my heart i'm meant to be there for the next six months and i'm very honored and grateful and i want to thank you tamayo so much thank you sorry sorry that we it's like i feel like i went on for a long time talking to you i hope it was okay no it's always the way it's meant to be and i really i really honor honor your wisdom and your time it's really what i want to thank you for being here Thank you very much for the invitation. Yeah, and you listeners, um, yeah, it's just an invitation to join the Venus Venus sequence if you feel called to. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'm excited to be with you all next time. And then we all see you on the Venus sequence. That would be nice. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, then please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. And if you also know someone that you know in your heart could benefit from listening to this podcast, then I invite you to please share and help me reach more conscious leaders so we together can create global impact. I truly appreciate you and see you next time.